Welcome. Y saludos, amigos. A nuestra presentación, Revenge of the Pod, where we talk about all things nerd culture, movies, shows, pop culture, even some sports, and a bit about ourselves. I'm your host, Luigi, and this is my co-host. Jason, what's up, everybody? Glad to have you back. Now we're excited to have you with us today for another great episode. You can expect to get out of conce- out of us some concession stands. Uh, we have a little, little bit for trailers, some TV land, and our feature presentation today is our review of Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. Oh. Wakanda Forever. I'm excited, bro. Man, how, you know what? We'll get into it. We'll yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get I was about to ask how you like the movie, but we, we'll get into that right now. So, how, how you been, man? What's been new with you? Ah, uh, dude, not, nothing much. So, we're recording on November fourteenth, on Monday. Uh, pretty much all I did uh, this past weekend was watch Black Panther two. Obviously, um, my friend had a birthday, Sean O'Connell, on the twelfth. So he oh, rented out of yeah, he rented out a movie theater so we can go see the film. Uh, I went to the zoo, the Phoenix Zoo, too. Actually, before that, we had a whole fucking event on Saturday. Honestly, man, that was, it was pretty tiring. We got to see uh, Jamie and all of her nieces and nephews. <clears throat> um, one of so her, one of her brothers has eight kids, bro. Dang. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, so yeah, we went to go to the we went to the zoo with them. So and it was cool, man. Uh, got to see jaguars, lions, all that cool stuff. Uh, so it was, it was fun, and then after that, we went to the movies, and then Sunday, I actually got to hang out with uh, the boys that I haven't seen in a while. Um, you know, we did the whole football thing just at someone's house, and so we did that. <clears throat> it was fun, man. It was a good weekend overall for me. Uh, that's pretty much it, dude. What, what about you? Um, I mean, for me, it was kind of getting back into the swing of things, I guess. The family was back, so... We actually had to go to a lot of different stores to get a few things. Um, and that took up pretty much all our Saturday, just running errands. Sunday, got to watch some football, got to hang out, uh, catch up a bit. But for me, Sunday was a tragic, tragic day, Jason. It was not a great, not a great Sunday for me. I'm sorry to hear that, man. I know I know what you're talking about. So so definitely my, my condolences to you and... Uh... <laughs> And Tita, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Side. That's a that's a side note. Oh, that was Saturday. That oh, was, uh, yeah, yeah. That was oh, you're Saturday. talking about you talking about the Cowboys losing? Yes. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, my bad, dude. You know, that was. Did you watch the uh, Bills Vikings game, bro? You're gonna laugh. So the Bills were up by like I think it was two touchdowns, maybe more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it was the beginning of the fourth. So I was like, oh, this game's over. And I changed it. No, dude. dude it's honestly, yeah. probably one of the game best of the games. Yeah, game of the year. One of the best games I've ever seen in my life. And it was great the, up to that dude, point, too. And, and at then the same I saw that time, lead. Yeah, and at the same time, dude, the Broncos were playing against the Titans. My Broncos were playing against the Titans. But that game sucked, dude. It was so boring. So, dude, that last play against – uh, against the Broncos, Russell Wilson had no chance to throw that ball. No there was like not a second. Alive. Yeah, dude. You're, but dude, dude you're lying. Uh, I don't know. Is 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 it your line? Oh yeah, our offensive line is beat up, dude. Um, we lost our left tackle early in the season. We lost our guard, dude. Like we we have a terrible offensive line, dude. And then we just need to fire the head coach. 
uh, Nathaniel Hackett. He needs he needs he he needs to go. Yeah, and, that's uh, pretty bad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, so, but anyways, if you guys listeners out there, if you guys watch the Bills Vikings game, that was probably one of the best games I've ever seen in my life. For a regular season game, it was it was absolutely insane, and probably one of the best catches ever, dude. Maybe better than the OBJ catch. I don't know if you I saw, saw that catch. I saw highlights. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. Dude snatched <laughs> it away with one hand from the defender, dude. Oh my god, dude, that was ah, such a great game. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that's pretty amazing. The one I watched, not gonna lie, it was a pretty good game. Uh, if you're a Packer fan. It was. You guys were up fourteen is. points, man, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I don't understand it. Our defense was not playing very well. I I can't. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. The offense could have done more, but you know they didn't. So that's that's yeah. pretty typical of the offense. But the defense, it was surprising. I know Micah Parsons is hurt, so I'm like, well, I get that, but dang, it just felt like it felt like they were a different team, a completely different team without him, like at full strength. It was crazy. Yeah, man. Hey, you know, it, it was a good game. It just well fought out. It's just, uh, you also have Mike McCarthy who's a terrible coach. So that's the thing, man. I don't blame him for the, for the, for going for it on fourth or yeah, for going for it. And Oh my God. On fourth down. There we go. Yeah. I don't blame him. I, would have done the same, mind you. I I did also. I was pretty upset, and I know this is very uh, like Fanny, but man, and, and no game ever comes down to a single play. I'll just say that. But man, they they called a lot of penalties that game, and there was a clear defensive pass interference oh, call bro. that could have been made. I'm like, are you kidding me? Y'all been calling all kinds of stuff today. You're not gonna call that one? Come on, come on. So I I was a little upset because it always ends up being the Packers. It's always the Packers that this this happens with. So yeah. I don't love I don't love that team. But moving on. Um, all right. So in the news, Jason, uh, Ryan Reynolds has stated that Deadpool three is actually going to be his last outing as Deadpool. You think it's true? Uh, money talks. So maybe maybe not. We'll see. You That's don't want to. Jackman it, right? said that Logan was going to be his last outing, and here we are. Right. But I think this would be like a fun one for him. So, like, I don't know. We'll, we'll see, man. I'm sure Disney's going to throw a lot of money his way to try to have maybe another one or maybe make some cameo appearances. I don't think it's good. It may be the last Deadpool movie, but for him to make cameo appearances, probably not. I don't know. It says it's his last outing. He won't come back as Deadpool again. You know what? I I mean, if it's true, the only thing that I could imagine making sense is that Disney really, I mean, it's Disney, right? So they don't really know what to do with him because his character is very much not PG, not even really PG-13. He is a, he is a mature content character. Hmm. I know, but I, I feel like there's starting to be more open to it. I would think so. I would hope so. And I would love to see more of him. So I hope this is just one of those like, "Ah, I'm done for now. But if there's the right price and the good right story, then maybe. Exactly. So I I don't think it's the end. But speaking of the end. Go ahead. 
uh, Phase Four is finally complete after Black Panther, right? Yes, sir. Phase Four of the MCU is officially ended, man. So it all started <laughs> after Endgame uh, with, gosh, what was the first Phase Four film? We got to take a look at that. Um, I know WandaVision was <laughs> for the first TV series. All right, Jason, I'm going to give them to you in order. This is the first Phase 4 film. Black Widow came out July 9th, 2021. Mm-hmm. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, September Dope. 3rd, 21. Eternals, November 5th, 2021. Spider-Man No Way Home, December 17th, 2021. Woo. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, May 6th, 2022. Mm. Thor Love and Thunder, July 8th, 2022. Black Panther Wakanda Forever, November 11th, 2022. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, all this talk about how not great Phase 4 has been, I feel like, looking at this list, there are three exceptionally good movies in this phase. And then I would argue that there's three more pretty solid movies. And then one that's a bit of a dud, and that's okay. Can't hit every time, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what, man? Like, I enjoyed the Spider-Man. I enjoyed <clears throat> Shang-Chi a lot, and Black Panther too. Thor, not so much. Black Widow, not so much. I I thoroughly enjoyed Eternals, and uh, I thought. Yeah, Doctor Strange is pretty dope too. So, yeah, I was about to say, I like Doctor Strange and I like Eternals. Yeah, Black Widow. My only issue with that movie is it felt pointless to the whole story. So I was just like, just this could have come out at a better time and it would have been more interesting to watch. That's my only my only thing there. I think Shang Chi. I mean, we talked about how much we both love that movie. Yeah, that's Shang-Chi true. Shang-Chi is friggin' amazing. Spider-Man No Way Home is my favorite. Uh, and then we'll talk a little more about Black Panther Wakanda Forever. But I will say, it definitely did exactly what I thought it was going to do to my top ten list. I, I, I will say this to Phase 4 compared to the other phases. Again, I think it's just rebooting stuff to set up other storylines, which is great. Because if you think about phase one of MCU in the beginning, it wasn't really going anywhere. And we were just getting t- slight teasers of maybe stuff happening. Mm-hmm. It was just, again, introducing new characters, introducing new storylines. So I think that's what phase four is doing. It's their version um, of a soft reboot. Yeah. So, of course, stuff's not going to connect. And I think, honestly, the shows helped a lot to tell more of the story and more bring in more characters with the how. Without having us to just ram in movies, you know, and just it, it was a lot, dude. We got a lot of content if you really think about it. Oh yeah, you um, want to hear the list of shows as well? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good because uh, we we should know them by now. But still, dude, it, it it was a lot. Um, and yet people were seemed to be upset. I I and I, I do understand where they're coming from, but but it's just they have to bring in so many characters and redo new storylines. They just want it to be like Infinity War and Endgame. Well, always. Also, if, if which you gonna, can't have that always, you know. 
if they're gonna do it like Secret Wars, man, this is the best way to set up Secret Wars because there are so many characters now. So many I'm characters. so happy that Moon Knight is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Werewolf by Night, like if they show up in Secret Wars as well, that's gonna be a a thing to see, man. That will be a sight to behold. Dude, exactly. Hey, and it's crazy bringing in all those characters with the different styles that they have. So it's just going to be very interesting and it's going to take some time. So people just got to be patient. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do hope that they make Captain America's costume a little better. I actually didn't love it. It looked a little funny on Anthony Mackie. Like it was. I didn't like it either. Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't quite formed to him. So it didn't really complement his body. It looked a little clunky. Um, but otherwise, I mean. It looked like a costume. Yeah, it was just a costume. Like a Halloween costume that I was like, ah, you, you could have gotten a better one. Like, I see what character <laughs> you're, you're playing, but you could have spent a little extra money and gotten a, the better costume, right? Like a Halloween costume. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. No, I know what you're saying. No, that's a good, that's a good comparison. That's a good comparison. Yeah. It's like uh, you see a little kid with a Spider-Man uh, costume, and then you see the kid next to him, but he has a, the muscle Spider-Man costume. You know, it's just... You know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. So, overall, man, how, do you feel like it was a success in what it wanted to do? Do you think that uh, this whole phase was just a, a series of mishaps while they were trying to? Because I mean, we 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 know that they don't, they didn't know exactly what they wanted to do. But I feel like, I feel like it seems it seems like they definitely had a, a general idea. I would say it was. A- a success, especially yeah. after the pandemic and what they were able to do mm-hmm. in box office and stuff, and just get people to buy Disney Plus so they can see the shows and stuff. Overall, success. Yeah, yeah, I, think I it, definitely. I think, it, I think it only grew the Marvel fan base because of the different, um, you know, like She Hulk. You know, we we I feel like we got a lot more women interested in the MCU because of that. You know, we, we talked about that with, you know, with, with Dita, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, both of them were aimed in that direction. Night. Yeah. WandaVision was also another one uh, that was made, not just, not just for fans of, like, the characters, but very much like it, it got women because Wanda is a dope character. Well, not even uh, that, just paint, like, character, people that love um, the old sitcoms, you know, I was paying homage mm-hmm. to all those, so... I, I think overall it was it was successful. And then the introduction of characters like I don't know how you felt about Haley Steinfeld's um oh my gosh, what is her name? Hawkeye? Hawkeye? Yes. Well not, she is they just call her by her name. Hawkeye, right? Mm It was in the Hawkeye show though. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, even her. I liked her too, man. So I liked her character a lot, actually. At first I didn't, and then she grew on me. So Dude, I I was a big fan of that character. I thought she was freaking hilarious. Kate Bishop. Oh God, that was gonna kill me. Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop was a great addition. As a, I'll say it again. Moon Knight. He's ah man. I Oscar really want to see more of Moon Knight. Or, yeah, Oscar Isaac was fantastic, dude. I I can't wait to see more of him for sure. But yeah, overall, I agree with you. I think they're headed in the right direction. Seeing how all of this kind of ended gives me a lot of excitement to see where they they bring them all back together especially because you know 
as long as they can make a deal with with uh, Sony again, Spider Man is probably going to be a central piece to the MCU if they can do like another six another six movies featuring him in them. You have to have Spider Man, dude. Like that's just the key, and they reset him so perfectly in the last movie with him. So I know they put themselves in a perfect position. Uh I would love to see Spider-Man interacting with the new Black Panther, with Kate Bishop. I'd like to see him interacting with Wanda as she is now. And we know that Spider-Man and the Human Torch in the comics are best friends. So if they become best friends in the movies, that'll be fantastic too. Yeah, that'd be great. So the, Everything's open for, for Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Everything's yeah. open for him. And so, hopefully we'll a Ven- uh, an MCU Venom. I'm sure we'll get that soon, too. So it's only a matter of time. All right. So you've got some downer news, uh, Jason. Uh, yeah, man, I, I do. And I didn't do I didn't realize how sad I was going to be when I heard this news, to be honest. Yeah, same, same. Uh, so Kevin Conroy, he passed away this this weekend. Um, for those of you guys who don't know who Kevin Conroy is, he voiced the animated series batman uh a lot of the video games so if you ever hear batman in video games or you just hear that i just the animated cartoon version of batman that's his voice dude and that's what i grew up with in the 90s like to me every time i hear batman like in my head or like the toys or just the video games dude like i always picture kevin conroy's um version of the batman dude like he he's gonna forever be my batman even You know, even the even over the live action people, man, because that's just he was just that he was just so important to me when I, growing up as a kid. He was my favorite superhero growing up as a kid, Batman, and he's part of the reason. So it was ah gone too soon. I feel like I feel like there's going to be more cameos with him in games to come. You know what I mean? And he would have gladly done them because he loved playing that role. Uh, even um. The person that voiced the Joker, uh, God, his name is Luke not Skywalker, coming. Mark Hamill. Yeah, yeah, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, like, says in interviews all the time, uh, if there's a project going and they, they're asking him to, is, hey, can we use your iconic Joker voice in this game? Like, would you be, like to be a part of it? He says the first question that he asks is, like, is Kevin Conroy a part of it? And if they say yes, then he's like, yeah, then count me in. He's like, I'll always work with him. So they sound so perfect together. Yes, dude. So man, I can't just... believe you forgot Mark Hamill's name, bro. That's your that's your boy, Luke. I know, I know that's my boy. Sorry, man. I was just I was, getting, I was just too sad right now. I was about to start crying. Right now. <laughs> dude, honestly, um, no, I agree with you. His voice is the Batman voice to me. Yes, the films have different portrayals. I love Robert Pattinson's version, Chris. Um, <laughs> Not Christopher Nolan. Jesus. The guy he... The guy he <laughs> Christian the guy Bale. He, Christian Bale. There you we don't go. know Christian Bale, man? Jesus. <laughs> That's your boy, dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, no, yeah I, right. I get exactly what you're saying. Like, these 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 guys... These characters are por- portraying the live action beautifully. Don't get me wrong. But there's just, like... The voice acting from Kevin Conroy was just so iconic. So... It was damn good, too. He He expressed emotion pretty well as batman i thought he was just he was fantastic uh definitely a loss um you know hearts go out to him and his family but yeah man so for rest in peace batman forever forever our batman you know 
Rest in peace, Batman. Um, All right. Got some other news uh, for you, too. That's, uh, you know, uh, kind of sad news, but not that t- terrible news that we just, not that the same. just dropped on you. So, <laughs> if you were a fan, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you were a fan of Pirates of the Caribbean, there was talks of Margot Robbie starring in, uh, in the next film and just another Pirates of the Caribbean film. Turns out that's not happening anymore. And part of the reason is just due to the lack of interest from Disney. So yeah, yeah, they were they weren't interested in it. That was crazy, right? Yeah, it was like maybe they're like, should we call Johnny Depp back up? You know, <laughs> that you I, know that's probably the case. That's a good point. They're like, well, we still got this guy. We could know, just like, ride it out with him until he dies. <laughs> yeah, he, he won his court case. Like, do you guys have a million alpacas ready? You know, <laughs> to, to give him so he can come back. You know, so you know, a little inside joke. If you guys didn't know i hope you guys caught that joke hopefully <laughs> uh but yeah i i don't know i barely i remember seeing something about margot robbie being in the next part to the caribbean film we talked about um, it on the yeah, pod briefly exactly. yeah and it never got greenlit so yeah so it's not happening at all yeah dead in the cradle all right let's move on to trailers guys i've got one jason has nine Okay, just making sure. Yeah, just making sure. So, mine is actually a trailer that we've talked about, but Jason, you know, I like to think I'm a man who can admit when he was wrong. And today is one of those days. I was wrong, Jason. I was wrong. I am going to have to disagree. Did you see it? I saw it. I saw the trailer. So the Avatar 2 plot trailer came out and, you know, as much as it still very much feels like, oh, well, we've, we've, we've gone down this story before. You're just pretty much retelling the story of Native Americans. Um, but man, it looks, yeah, it's looking good. That trailer's looking good. I'm going to go see that movie for sure. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> oh, I'm not, dude. I'm sorry. I, I just don't like james cameron and just memories of that movie the first one coming out and yeah i'm not i'm not gonna watch it i'm not gonna i can't support that movie i'll, I'll watch it when it comes out in the um on disney plus right oh but that's one of those that yeah you gotta go see in the theater nah I'm okay why well, you know yeah. it's, it's all up to you i'm just saying yeah the, the, there's some scenes where i was like oh that looks cool not gonna lie but I was like, I've seen that in theater already. It's like very similar, but just in the water now. I don't know, man. It looked some of those scenes. I was like, that looks even more realistic than the first film. This is this is some great CGI, like crazy looking CGI. I'm I'm excited to see a whole movie of that, and I definitely want to enjoy that experience. Oh, by the way, listeners. Speaking to a specific listener, if Cole, if you're out there, we got to watch this movie together if we can. I don't know if that's even going to be possible, but you know what I'm talking about. We got to watch this movie together. Oh, did you guys watch it the first time together? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. (laughs) I know what you guys are talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Same, dude. It was very visually stunning. But again, it was just. um, Nah. You know it's not going to be bad. 
You know it's not going to be. I mean. I, I feel like the plot and the storyline is going to be bad, but the visuals and all that stuff is going to be amazing. I think the plot's so, going to be. I think it's going to be okay. I think it's going to be good enough. So we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, let's get into the the meat of our episode, though, today. Uh, Jason, why don't you kick it off for us? Okay, man. So we were caught up to Andor, Star Wars. Yes, sir. Um, so, again, we're recording on Monday the 14th, of uh, November 14th. So we saw last week's episode, which was on Wednesday, which was the 10th episode. By the way, guys, before we start talking about this episode... Um, turns out that Andor is going to be releasing their first two episodes and it's going to air on ABC, FX, uh, Freeform, and Hulu. <laughs> Every Disney owned uh, property. Nice. Yeah, but they're going to put them out there. So if you don't have Disney Plus and you just have like the local channel ABC or if you have FX through another provider, Hulu, whatever, they're just trying to release it out there. And I'm so happy for that because this show is phenomenal. And episode 10 kind of just sealed the deal for me of like how amazing the show was, bro. Yeah, that episode, the whole. So without to get without getting into too many spoilers, right? Mm -hmm. There are two monologues in one episode that blew me away. I was I was genuinely just blown away. By both of them, I was like, man, this is now this is television right here. <laughs> All right, the spoilers now, guys. Spoilers, spoiler alert. I'm about to say a spoiler. Okay, I'll give you a second. When they make that plan to escape from the prison, my god, is that such a harrowing like escape? The whole time I was on my toes, I was like, oh my god. Oh my god, are they gonna get through this? Are they gonna get through this? Dude, yeah, dude. A Andy's uh circus, mm -hmm. uh, the one that plays uh Kino, the, the leader, the one that leads all the prisoners, right? To make sure yeah. that they're doing their jobs, dude. Yeah. Dude, his <clears throat> his monologue when he was talking to all the prisoners and like our time is now, like we have I mean he was telling them like this is what's happening. We're never gonna get out of the prison. They're just filtering us out so we don't speak and they're just they're just using us as pretty much free labor for slavery and he's like i don't he had to make a choice there then and now it's like are we gonna stand here until we grow old and just die here in prison because we're obviously not gonna get out or do we sacrifice or do we try and fight and sack maybe sacrifice yourselves in order to to get free maybe some of us maybe none of us right it's like give me give me liberty or give me death kind of speech right uh-huh ah, dude it was oh my god dude it gave me chills bro gave me so much chills dare i say that's the stuff uh revolutions are made of oh dude yes exactly see what i did there see what i did <laughs> No, I didn't. I'm I'm not catching on. I'm not picking up what you're putting down right now for me. The rebels? Well, rebellions are made of. Rebellions. Yeah, or rebellions, either yeah, way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, just this whole start of the rebellion and how hard it can be. The, 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 the people that are first pushing for that, right? 
how hard it can be to start something and knowing that you may not see the end of it, but you're at least looking for the future of other people and the well-beings of other people. Ah, such amazing. And the sacrifice that you may have to take. Ah, dude. Amazing television right now, dude. Amazing uh, story, in my opinion. Yeah, we are seriously spoiled with television in general. And this is, I have to admit, this is some of the cream of the crop. Like, story-wise, this is one of the best things that Disney has put out. Uh, I'm, I'm loving it. And then the final speech with, uh, God, the Skarsgård brother. Is he a brother or is he the dad? No, he's got to be a brother, right? Um, anyway, Axis. Talking about what has he given up? Oh my God, Stellan Skarsgård, one another amazing speech. Pretty much saying like, I've given up everything, my life, my morals, who I am. Ever having real love, honesty, loyalty, all of that is gone. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, dude, and you was... could, and you could believe it in his words. Like you could hear it. And I was like, oh man, there's a bitterness there, but like. A bitterness that's also saying, like, I'm willing to give all of it up to get true freedom. Yeah, dude, that was another iconic scene. It's like, so stick in it. You're in. You're in it. When I tell you, you're done. That was no, crazy. man. That was gangster, man. That was gangster, ah, bro. And I even say, even the beginning monologue with uh, Cassian Andor, dude, when he's trying to talk to Ke- uh, Kino, Kino Lloyd, the, and he's like, dude wake the fuck up like we're and he's telling him was like we it must be now like we have to do this now you see what's going on all those all those three interactions with andy's and he's from kino from cassie andor and from scars guard the character scars guard all amazing bro i got i got like choked up i was like oh my god i kind of want to you know like we can do this bro you know F the government. We can control <laughs> them, dude. We got this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, man. For very, the people. Uh, yeah. Very uh, rebellious. Yeah. It, was, it was a damn And patriotic at the same time. Yeah. I mean, they they want true freedom. It, it, it was a great episode. Overall, I cannot, I cannot recommend it enough. If you guys are not watching it yet, get on that show. And or huge recommendation from disney plus oh, so good dude and there i think we have like three left right no two episodes left right because there's a total of 12 oh that was the 10th episode how depressing yeah, it was the 10th episode yeah there's two more you went and by then you have to wait for season two i know and it's gonna end with season two y'all so we'll see well i mean we know what happens and or if you've seen rogue one but it's been a great build-up so far and i'm I'm liking every character in this show. Yeah, everyone is getting a, a. I feel like everyone is getting a lot built onto them, and I feel like hopefully in the next couple of episodes we're going to see a little bit more of uh, his friends back home, Bix, and then that that other dude who's a minor. Yeah, I forget his name, but I, I'm sure sure enough, dude. And then that one, that one asshole dude, the one that's been chasing after him for like the longest time. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Who swears that he's like a huge part of the rebellion? Oh, man. That's funny. Yeah, screw that guy. Him and the woman that he's helping. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. They are, they are 
they're typical selfish people. Well, I got a lot. I can't lie. The, the, the guy, he truly believes in it. The girl looks like she's just trying to climb the ladder like everyone else in her division. Right. All right. Let's see. So tales of the Jedi is a good, is another great show coming from star Wars. Jason, I think you liked this one a little more than, so uh, give, give a little bit more of a recap on this one. Not too much. I did talk about it in my last episode. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. So I want your thoughts on it because you, you watched it. So I definitely enjoyed filling in some of the holes. I did want to know a little bit more about uh, Ahsoka Tano's people. And I actually found it very interesting to see how um, Dooku turned. It was very interesting. And honestly, just, I mean, I see how his is more under his, his turn is much more understandable than other turns that you've seen. Um, that being said, though, when he turns on that on that uh, Yaddle. girl Yoda Yettle, yeah, there we go. Yeah. That was that was tough. That was a tough watch. I was like, dang, dude, she really believed in you. Ah, yeah, that was. I you know you know what's funny? I wondered what happened to her because you can see her in the background on um, the first episode, uh-huh. episode episode one of uh, Phantom Menace. You can see a female Yoda character in the background has no lines, but you're like, Oh shoot. There's another species of Yoda right there. You know? So yeah, yeah. it was kind of nice to bring her in and actually give her lines. So that was cool. Uh, and just, well, that's uh, wild. That's like such a detail that they thought of. Yeah, like, let's use this character right here. Yeah, it is. Wow. And, and then we don't see her in episode two or episode three. So like, well, what happened to her? That's what happened to her, you know? Yeah, so, uh, she I got that was cool. She got mited. <laughs> and then yeah, just the interaction with uh you know, we get to see spoilers guys, a young Qui-Gon Jin mm-hmm. and and him interacting with, with uh Dooku and stuff, and then when Qui-Gon Jin dies, you see how Dooku is actually hurt by it, you know, and He's letting his anger starting to slowly build up to him and get him and just realizing that Jedi shouldn't be governing stuff. Like, this is not right. And he's just like, this is so corrupt. And just, it, it makes a lot of sense of why he went to the way, why he went where he went. Yeah, it just felt like they were the strong arm of the Senate. They weren't fighting for justice. They were just fighting to keep politics in play. Yep. And that's not what the Jedi way is. Yeah, and then especially too, like when they kill the people that he loves, his anger would get the best out of him. Oh, absolutely. No, it was definitely an interesting watch. I think it's a really good addition to Clone Wars. I mean, all of the series, really, as well as episodes one, two, and three. Uh, if you're if you're counting the Dooku storyline as part of that more so, because you don't see him that much in Clone Wars that I can recall. Barely, you just see him for a bit. Yeah, so that that's definitely a good addition to the films. But then Ahsoka's side is a good addition to the to the shows. You got something else for us though, Jason. I I know you got a late hot take. What's your uh, what's your late hot take, man? I I've been dying to ask you about it. All right, yeah. So guys, so I have a late hot take. 
I spoke about it a little bit in our last pod because I was three episodes in, but I'm happy to say that I have finished the entire season one of Game of Thrones. Bro, what do you think of it? What do you think? What do you think? What do you it's think? It's really good, bro. It's really good. I'll how did uh, how did the last spoiler alert for an eight year old show? Uh, how did the last episode of season one meet? How did how did you feel on that episode? The last episode. <sighs> I think I want to say the la- the second to last episode was more like, whoa. Um, and that's what happened they, in the second to last episode? They cut off uh, Ned Stark's head, bro. That was the second to last? That was the second to last episode. Mm-hmm. What? Okay, I thought that was the last episode. Yeah, that was <laughs> what I was trying to reference. Yeah, dude. So when I first saw it, man, I thought he was going to be the main character of the show. And then they ripped, they ripped that out from beneath my legs, and I was like, "What is happening? Yeah. How are they even going to continue this show?" I I think it kind of sucks for me just because I lived with three roommates that were watching Game of Thrones, and I walked in on the very last episode of the last season, so I know who takes the throne. So it's kind of like, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But but I didn't see that coming right away. I thought he was gonna last at least three, three, four seasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was I found that really shocking. And um, who do I really like right now? I like Jon Snow a lot. I love Ned. I loved next Ned Stark. He Same. was cool. Rob, Rob Rob me. He was cool. Um, I still I like really Rob. like um the imp. Uh, yeah, Tyrion Lannister. I like him a lot. Cool. Yeah, yeah, dude. You will be surprised at the people that you end up liking on that show. Arya's Arya's cool too. I was kind of sad to see um, her trainer um, pretty much sacrifice himself so she can get free. Um, yeah, when they were going after the when the Lannisters are going after him. Um, Cersei, man, I hate her more than Joffrey, honestly. Oh yeah, for sure. I, for I sure. hate She's that woman, bro. Enemy number one, but trust me, Joffrey. Yeah, I mean, let the next few seasons play out. You'll understand why. Yeah, he's a little punk. Yeah, you wait for it. You wait for it. Now, I like every Stark character. I've realized the only one I don't like is their mom, Catelyn. Mm-hmm. I think she did more to hurt that family than to help that family. So, but she is a caring mother. I'll give her that. Oh, I'm so excited that you're watching this. I like I like Sam a lot. Actually, uh, John Snow's friend, Sam, the the the, the fat character that uh, is is good for nothing, pretty much. <laughs> oh yeah, he's smart though. He's a really smart guy. That is that he has. Okay, yeah, I'm, I have a feeling he's gonna die in like the end of season two. Maybe I don't know. He's gonna die somehow. I don't think he makes it. Um, that's one of my opinions, <laughs> although I do really like him and you are right. He is smart because Jon Snow was upset that he didn't make it as a ranger. And Sam's like, are you, dude, you're going to be a steward for this guy. Do you know what he's trying to do? He's trying to groom you to be the next leader of the night watch. So he's not, he's like, he's not wrong. He doesn't want you out there on the field. He wants you learning and how to lead these people. 
So I was like, all right, there you go, Sam, educate Jon Snow. Jon Snow just wants to fight and he gets angry and obviously he finds out that his dad died and his brother is going into into war and then we get a little we get a little bit of um these zombie characters, right? Um, which I also do know about the the Ice King, is that his name? I don't know what it yes, is. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't know the whole storyline on that, but I thought that was very interesting. Um, Jamie kind of was like turned off by that. I was like, why, why are we getting zombies all of a sudden? I was like, babe, we're watching a show where there's dragons and you, you don't care about like zombies. Like it's all this magical stuff. I was like, yeah, but like what? I was like, we were also seeing a magician to perform stuff on this guy saying that he's not going to die. Uh, Jason, Jason Momoa's character. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, and then and we end with um, Khaleesi's having little baby dragons, bro. That's how it ends. That's how season one ends. Oh, that was the end of season. Man, it's been a yeah. minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. She comes out of the fire. Yep, she comes out of the fire all naked. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. A lot That's of boobs. Right. A lot of penis. Um, yeah, that becomes less in yeah. the next seasons. Very unnecessary, too. <laughs> That's HBO for you, man. They they show it for no reason. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, yeah. Oh, th- there's one thing that we had that really bothered us was there's the the guy that owns the whorehouse. What's his name? Littlefinger. Yeah, Littlefinger. He was saying this monologue, but like that was seemed very important. But Jamie and I were way too distracted because there was two women and he was like that's not how you that's that's your excuse my language people um you are fucking wrong like that's like like literally fucking like that's not how you fuck like they're not gonna believe you they're paying for it. you gotta make it think it's real so i need you to sh- pretend like you're you guys are doing it and while they're trying to do it and they're moaning and all this stuff they're asking him questions and he's starting to, he's pretty much telling like why he's doing this, what he's doing and like what he's going after mm-hmm. in his, in that monologue. But I could not comprehend any of that because of that little lesbian scene that we're like watching. And it was so <laughs> loud that it was, it was so distracting. I was like, I know this guy said something probably important, but I did not catch any of that. Cause I was just too distracted by the moaning and uh, the nakedness and, and just, just all of that. Oh, the so, nudity. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, it, dude, it, just, it was very distracting. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it was just like, I miss, we missed something. And I was like, I don't want to go back to that because I'm going to be distracted again. I'm not going to, I'm just going to, we're just going to play it out. And then it turns out it, he, he wanted to backstab Ned, and he, which he did. And that was, that was, that was heartbreaking. But it, it is what it is. Yeah, man, Littlefinger's a bitch. I'll tell yeah. you that. He's, he's a punk-ass bitch. Dude, the whole Stark family, top top, top of the top for me, though. Ned, Arya, Rob, Sansa, uh, John. I don't like Sansa, bro. So She's got a very long, long story arc. I'll tell you that. And, uh, uh, so she has time know. to redeem herself. Yeah, I mean, for so for example, for for Gabby, the last by the time the last time you see our Sansa, Gabby was still like, nah, nah, she still sucks, and I I was like, no, I've uh, she's she's grown on me. We'll see. I feel like I'm a 
I feel like me and Gabby are like like this. <laughs> I don't know if you can see the motion I'm doing right now, but I feel like we're like this. I'm a feeling. I'm assuming it's the the two fingers crossed. You, you, or like she's like reading my mind signal, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're like there. Um, so I, if she doesn't like Sansa by the end of it, I probably won't either. She didn't hate her. Oh, I don't, both, we both. I don't her. hate her. I don't hate her either. I don't hate her right now. Well, I kind of hate her. No, I I um, hated her for a while. I was like, man, <laughs> you, you. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Don't. But yeah. Um. So guys, thank you for joining me on this journey for season one. I will recap us again when we're done with season two, and we'll do another recap after every season. So. So, Jason, I've got a super late hot take. I was excited that you saw this. I haven't seen this movie in forever. Dude, so I finally watched Bruce Lee's Enter the Dragon. What a fun movie to watch. I mean, the story is very flimsy. Oh, yeah, it's super old. What, 1971, 72? Mm -hmm. The story is pretty flimsy, but, man, the fights are awesome to watch. And Bruce Lee... Even choreographed, just does some amazing things. Oh, dude, amazing! I love Bruce Lee growing up as a kid. Oh, same, same. I was showing a, a friend of mine, a shout out to Joe. I was showing him some videos of Bruce Lee, like the one inch punch, and then we watched uh, one of his only, oh. yeah, exactly, exactly, you know. And we watched one of his only recorded matches, dude. The guy is crazy good. Like, I, I just, the speed, the tact, the precise uh, nature of how he fought, it, it's just wild. It's wild to me. So it was fun watching Enter the Dragon just for that. Just to see all of his action scenes, to watch him in his own style, show his own his own swagger too. He had a swagger in the movie, and I was like, "Okay, okay, I see you, Bruce." Dude, he does have a swagger in his films. Oh man, I liked it. And now I know where they get the because he does that all the time. I was like, "Oh, there yeah. it is, there it is." Okay, so that's that's pretty dope. You have seen these films before, right? No, I'd never fully seen Enter the Dragon. I'd only seen bits and pieces of Bruce Lee. Dude, my favorite one is actually Game of Death. Game that's, of Death. That's the one where he fights uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No kidding. Yeah. Do it at like just comparative, like how big Kareem is and how tiny Bruce Lee is, bro. Uh, the choreo, the choreography for that was actually really good, dude. Um, kudos to Kareem for for that, honestly. Yeah, that's got to be something difficult to work. I mean, you're a basketball player, right? so you don't exactly. you don't like, necessarily know how to do those things. Yeah, it's one thing fighting Chuck Norris, right? Um, yeah. Which and, great fight! I watched that fight. That was dope. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he was known for his roundhouse kicks and his kicks in the in in the martial arts world, and yeah, that scene was amazing too. Ah, dude. I feel like I, it's been so long since I've seen those films. Like, I kind of want to watch them again now that you, like, put that on your notes. <laughs> well, I'm not kidding. My private collection, I have Enter the Dragon, and I'm probably going to get Fist of Fury soon. 
Say less, bro. I'll say less. G- game of death. <laughs> all right. Just remember. Game of death. I'll look it up. All right. All right. But yeah, definitely. God. As an actual film, I'd have to rate it much lower, you know, but because it's Bruce Lee and because it has great martial arts, I'm going to give it like a 6.0. Now, as a film, though, not going to lie, I probably would have rated it lower. That's fair. That's fair. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. The only reason it gets a six is because it's Bruce Lee and it's martial arts. Like that's, if you're not a fan of that, guys, don't check it out. (laughs) For for me, it'd be higher than a six. I'll tell you that. Like I think just from the for nostalgic reasons, it'd be like in the sevens, eights. You know, for me at least. Hey, that's fair, man. That's that's totally fair. I just like taking the heart out of it. I don't have the nostalgia. I'm just like, well, I really like Bruce Lee, but man, this would not have been a great movie, and it ends very suddenly. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was interesting. I mean, it still has a story arc. It's just, uh, to me, a little flimsy. Anyway, <laughs> last thing that I watched, and I fully finished this one, Jason. Yeah, because you is, spoke about it in the last part. Yeah, yeah. I finished The Watcher. Uh, I'll tell you, the ending is, I mean, also a little bit flat, but it winds down in a way that you're not completely disappointed uh, because it it serves some storylines that are very satisfying at the end. But overall, you're like, that's it? So that's that's the one thing that I had an issue with on The Watcher. What I will say is that it's interesting, and I definitely want to look into the real-life story. I was going to say, because the real life story, from what I heard, I don't know, hopefully I don't ruin anything, but they were getting harassed so much that they just sold the house and they moved. And that was the end of it. Oh, no kidding. Uh, that was it. And Yeah. And then they, they put up the house for sale and it was up for sale for like the longest time. And it finally got bought back in like 2020, if I'm not mistaken. No um, kidding. Yeah. The, the show definitely changes up the storyline on that a bit yeah so the family just got tired of it they reported police and like you know what we're we're done with this i think they only lived there for like three years or maybe less and they just put the house up on sale because they were just tired of the harassment they couldn't do anything about it so they just left i think they even left the state Mm -hmm. i wonder what actually happened they said the case still remains unsolved too yeah still unsolved yeah yep yep yeah, definitely Google it. Do your research on it. Uh, I did, you know, those people that TikTok that do research and stuff like that. That's how I saw it. And I just went through a whole thread of this. <laughs> and they did the research for me because I was like, I don't feel like reading. I just want to watch videos about it. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. That's fair. That's, you know what? We may need to move into TikTok, Jason. We could give people some quick tips. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not quite ready for that. I need to learn how to edit videos and stuff like that. So <laughs> that's we'll true. That's true. And all right, that's it for me. So let's get into our feature presentation, Jason. The lights are getting dim. Now, the, the actual commercials, the trailers are coming up. Or no, they've just ended. Now it's getting dark. Black Panther Wakanda forever! Dude, how did you like this movie? I loved it, dude. Absolutely. I got choked up. Um, I was invested in the action. There's some nice, subtle 
comedic moments. Um, love the villain and what his plot was all about and why he's what he's doing, what he's doing. Uh, amazing. They were like, all right, well, why is this villain a villain right now? And then you, sure enough, he's not trying to attack Wakanda, right? So spoilers alert, guys. Spoiler alerts. Just a bunch of spoilers coming ahead, y'all. Um, now more, dude. I think he did a phenomenal job. But um, I will say probably some of my favorite parts of the movies was the the female characters and because I just think they had very strong acting performances. So, oh yeah, dude. Watching, I mean the the anguish in their eyes. I mean, all of them: Letitia Wright, Angela Bassett, Lupita Nyong'o, and Danai Gurira. Like, man. Yes, dude. During Chadwick Boseman's funeral, oh my God, you could feel it. Oh, I I know I'm jumping the gun a bit here. But when when Angela Bassett's Queen Ramonda fires um, Okoye, oh my God, what a oh, scene! Yes, dude, because what a scene! Yeah, because um, Shuri just got taken from Namur, mm-hmm. and it's like I, he's like, you've let me down so many times, and like she's like, I don't want to demote you from your general position, but you've let me down. What am I supposed to do? I've lost everything now. I've lost my husband. I lost T'Challa. And now Shuri, I don't even know if she's alive. That's because of you. Oh, dude. That, that scene was just like, oh, my God. Heart-wrenching, dude. And because Where Koye tries to plead for herself, right? She's like, I did everything, like, to the nation and blah, blah, blah. You know, all this stuff. Like, I gave my blood and soul. Like, I, I am forever in, in, in uh, you know, giving my all to, to the throne and and you guys and the family and all all of Wakanda and then Queen Ramonda That's the like infamous lines that. like have I and not like, given have, enough? <laughs> yeah and Angela Bassett have I not given enough? You know, oh dude a great rebuttal too from, from Queen Ramonda on Ooh, that. Dude Angela <sighs> Bassett man like holy crap the woman can act. I was yes, just watching it. that scene like oh my god I feel her pain and she's right. <laughs> Okoye, you fucked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, she did. Now seeing um, just the articles and stuff like that, I was like, can Angela Bassett finally get an Oscar nom? Or like, win one? Yeah, seriously. For this role? Supporting actress? I think so, man. I, I think I she think should. So. I mean, I, I thought her, I and even the tears from uh, Lupita Nyong'o when she was talking about Chadwick Boswell, talking about um, T'Challa, and why she couldn't go back? Oh my God, I felt oh, at it. the end. Yeah, 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 dude. Oh no, that too, that too. No, I'm talking about when they find her in Haiti, when Queen Rwanda oh. finds her in Haiti. Like, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. God, like, no kidding. The the whole ensemble of cast in this movie. The guy that plays uh, Mbaku, Winston. God, what is his name? Winston. Winston Duke. Winston Duke. Winston Duke did an amazing job and what a bit of a it was a bit of a turn for his character too. He became more of a more of a counsel to Shuri even though you know at times she didn't take that counsel. In the end, in the end they got to her but it was it was interesting to see that turn and see all these people who surround Shuri trying to help her make the right choices. I mean, I feel like that's what Wakanda is all about. Like, even though they have their own tribes and stuff, they're all like all about unity 
and doing what's best for their for, for their Wakanda. People. Yeah, for Wakanda. Yeah, amazing, dude. Hey, how about Ooh. that surprise cameo but, on the ancestral plate? Plane. Oh yeah. Well, honestly, I thought that was great because Shuri had so much hate in her that instead of seeing her actual ancestors, because they're all about peace, she sees someone who also has hate and let the during that time her emotions. Someone who feels the same way she does, right? I mean, she, she even said that moment. She, she wanted to watch. She wanted the world to burn. Yep. Shout out, uh, Dark Knight, right? Yeah. Some men want to yeah. watch the world burn. Great quote. Yeah, nice little cameo from Michael B. Jordan and uh, Killmonger's character. So that was awesome. Um, yeah, that was truly, I was truly a great scene. Great for the storyline, and I, that's awesome. I was like, okay, that's where they're going with. But how cool would it have been if we got like just a scene with Chadwick and Shuri in that moment? But like just him skiing, like, you know, obviously, because he, he held it, right? He held it secret. Yeah. If they would have known, then maybe they would have made like a little scene for him. How know, man. crazy know. would that have been? That's what I was low-key kind of hoping for. There would have been not but a dry eye in that. the house, man. Not a dry yeah. eye. Definitely not. I mean, um, in the theater I was in and all the crying scenes, like you could hear a pin drop, dude. And there were a lot of kids in that theater. So even my daughter, she was like, she was feeling it. She was like putting her, her fist to her mouth, you know, when you're like trying not to cry, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah. She would turn, you'd see the sadness in her eyes. I was like, man, even the kids are getting affected by this movie. Oh, man. It was good. Yeah, it dude, was just... so good. But yeah, dude, let's talk about the uh the other um country country would you say country empire country empire. Yeah. and that works Tlalocan. in the Tlalocan, dude the the underwater world dude that was awesome bro the people there too um shout out to Ten- Tenochtuerta and Niño sin amor that the was kid the without greatest, love that was the greatest way to have a meaning for his name. I was like, God, that's that was good. That was good. Whoever wrote that, good for you. Five stars. Five stars. Sin amor, namor. Oh, perfect, dude. And then yeah. he delivered it so well. Like, the no cuerta, that guy, breakout. I hope to see him more. I hope that he comes out in plenty more things because that man did a great job in this film. And I, he played, played, he played Namor the best that I could imagine, especially with the cultural change that they did. I mean, obviously, it's very Mayan-influenced, and you can tell that it's it's very much based off them. I, obviously, you see in the back in the background of the story, right? Like that's they were Mayans who had got whose tribe had gotten sick. They got the some, Spaniards. Yep. Uh-huh, they got a from some of that plant and ingested it that had vibranium in it and lo and behold they became these superhuman creatures that had to go in the water and namor is born in order to live yeah in order to live wait exactly did you catch that is that the first time that marvel says mutant and to you outright like that i guess so and it's weird because he is considered a mutant Um, exactly like but i feel like he was referencing himself Compared to his own people, because like none of I'm, them I'm have immune. Yeah, yeah, and that he no. can breathe underwater and mm-hmm. outside. So even even with his own people who are 
their own version of enhanced human beings is still a mutant. But yeah, I do feel like that was kind of a little like, hey, they're coming, they're coming real soon. That's like the second time that we were like, all right, where's the X Men, right? And She Hulk, and now we got all right, mutants. And now they can say mutants. They can't say Inhumans, right? Because they used to call them Inhumans in MCU. Yeah. Now they can. Yeah, call I mean, them they mutants. had an Inhumans comic book at the same yeah. time as X Men, but so it's just not the same. I don't know. I just thought that was really cool. I like the water bombs, bro. That was really. cool. Oh, I thought that was inspired, man. I don't know if they have that in the comics too, but God, that was a really cool effect to watch too. I thought Tralocan looked beautiful. And then the way he brought that sphere out, I don't even know what that was. I'd like to know more. I would like to know a lot more about Tlalocan, dude. Oh, to give him light and stuff? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, brought for, the sun to my people. Like, yeah, yeah. For, for like the, the movie itself, like, I think they really introduced um, uh, uh, Namor's character very well. They gave him the backstory, all that stuff. One thing I didn't like, I, I, will, ha- I will critique about this. I feel like they didn't have enough story... Maybe maybe they'll have a storyline for her, but for uh, Riri Williams, um, played by Dominique Thorne, I feel like we didn't get enough backstory enough to her yet. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping that we get that more later on, right? Yeah, I feel like this is supposed to be part of her backstory. Like a nice little introduction. Just like a, a real quick intro before she gets her own show. I think her show's coming out uh, 2023, right? So we'll, we'll see her soon. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it was... It, Maybe it's like a nice little intro, like uh, for Civil War when they, we they brought out Tom Holland Spider Man, uh-huh. you know. So I was like, okay, cool, you know. That we introduced her. Like, I I want more from her though. I know it's it's not her. It was all about Black Panther and Wakanda. So I just I just felt like that kind of fell short for me in the film. So I, if I had to give a critique, not that I'm hating on it, I just kind of want a little bit more from her, like a little bit more story for her. No, that's actually like that's that's a solid point. I hadn't thought about it when I was thinking about how I felt about the whole movie. But we'll definitely see tons more of her. It's funny because when I first saw her suit, I only saw the prototype one that she had at MIT. I was like, that suit is trash. I do not yeah. want to see this show. No, no, no. But then I saw the Wakandan one. And I was yeah, like, all right. She, all she right. finally gets the the right tech then have Shuri help her out, bro. Yeah, dude. And, and you heard Shuri say it. She's building Stark tech. She is building her own version of Stark tech. She's going to be the next iron character. So I'm excited to see that, man. And she was pretty cool. She was likable. I thought she was an yeah, very likable. Yeah. Very likable character, but I just think, and no, no, no hate on her either. It's just the other characters, and what they were going through like she needs she obviously needs to build and go through her own um growth right yeah because uh shuri already has her thing going to nakia okoye uh ramanda like fucking everything that they went through from the first movie to now like it's just the acting was just so so strong with all these four characters in my opinion that it kind of you kind of put riri to the side you know yeah, and and you know, I don't know about this this uh, woman's acting chops or not, like how great of an actress she is. Maybe she'll blow us out of the water later on. Exactly. But she is she is up next to a bunch of really good actors. Like these people have come out in other films and other other stories besides Black Panther, and they're known for them. 
So I mean, she she had some tough competition to to stand out against. Oh, most definitely. Ah, but again, back to the No Cuerta, dude. I one of my favorite, if not at this point, my favorite villain. I like him more than Killmonger. I'll say that. And Killmonger was one of my favorites. Because you can kind of relate to them and you see what they're trying to do. Like, are they really villains? No. Right? When you look at the bigger picture for Namor, you're like, well, yeah. Of course he wants to protect his own people. That is literally why his people fled uh, the human world in the first place. Because they were being subjugated. Right? And he even goes back to bury his mother. And sure enough, uh, I mean, obviously... Yeah, I mean, the Mesoamericans were enslaved for a long time. Many died of sickness, right? You see that played out with the Spanish missionaries and Spanish conquistadores. And it's like, yeah, I was right. This is why we left. And of course, he wants to shield them from that. So it makes sense. And that's so in line with Namor's character, dude. That is exactly the kind of character he is. Like, he isn't going to do what's what's the right thing all the time. But when it comes to his people... He will always protect them. Like he is always going to protect the people of. I mean, in the comics, it's Atlantis, but in this, it's Talocan. Which, yeah, good, good change, good change. I, I think I, that's. I do uh, like it. Yeah, I think that was a really good change. Smart, I think, because they can just dive into an actual history that people are like, "Oh, I know what that is." Yeah, <laughs> so that's that works out, and then it separates them from DC because Aquaman is very clearly from Atlantis. Atlantis. Yeah. So that's that's a smart move on their part, I'd say. Yeah, and then we get some uh, Hispanic representation too. So <laughs> can't hate on that. Can't hate on that, dude. And then the the looks that we got to see of both Lalocan and uh, the capital city of Wakanda. I do not recall the name of the capital city, but man, you get to see some really good landscapes on that. The themes in this film, I just I can't get over it. I'm I'm gushing at this point. But the themes in this film, particularly of Shuri with with Shuri and revenge, uh, the themes oh, yeah. of loss, power, grief, loyalty, um, the politics it, too, bro. Yeah. Like how everyone now now that Wakanda, because when we first um, last see the Black Panther after the Black Panther film. T'Challa decides to tell him, like, hey, we're not a poor country. We're actually very wealthy. And then then we find out the vibranium and all that. So then you start seeing that, yeah, all these other countries want it. And they want to weaponize it. Right, that's how the movie opens up, right? (laughs) Leads into politics. Like, no, this is exactly why we don't want you guys to have it. Because you want to weaponize vibranium. And they're like, we will keep it. It makes sense. And it's true. Yeah. Western powers would immediately weaponize it to to gain you know to gain an advantage over any any other enemy. I, I just thought it was a really well made movie. I, I was shocked at how well they did it. I knew I knew that there was a chance for it to be a great film, but I also knew that it was going to be really hard to make the story fully make sense when you lost the title character. You know what I mean and. And that part, say what you will, I mean, it's hard to do. And sure, it wasn't perfect, but it was pretty damn near perfect to the way they were able to have a send-off right off the character without making it feel too strange. Uh, Maybe that's because we already know what happened to him in real life. But either way, it made sense. It worked for the movie. 
and it played into the entire plot of the movie so it wasn't just like oh he died and that's all no it was like oh this is a central theme of the film his death and how it affects everyone and the entire country and how they mourn him different yeah yeah and it was interesting because the country did really go into chaos while he was you know passed while they were trying to figure out how to how to be uh, a world power yeah so good (laughs) yeah right Uh, so a nice little cameo by uh before we get into some other stuff but i just want to shout out kamara uzman uh he's a ufc fighter he's a champion he uh, came out in the movie, dude. A nice little cameo because uh, he's Nigerian. So I thought that was really cool. You know, they asked him to be part of it. And of course, he said yes. You know, so, who would say no, right? <laughs> yeah, especially if you're from Africa. And I was like, oh, of course, you know. So yeah, shout out to him. That was cool. I thought that was like, I was like, I know that guy. I was like, where do I know him from? Because he had a little bit of paint on his face. And then I was. And then I was, I don't know, I was scrolling through the internet. And I was like, oh, shoot, it was. I was like, I knew, it was, I, knew it was, I knew I knew that person. I was like, oh, shit. Shout out to Kamara. Kamara Usman. <laughs> yeah, so a couple of things that I want to go over before we, we let you guys all go. What do you think of director DeFontaine, Julia Louis-Dreyfus's character? She is, I mean, in the comics, she's, she's, I think, a bad guy. Here, she seems somewhere in the middle, very much like, uh, kind of like Namor, right? But I feel like she's definitely got something, something devious hidden away. Or is it just me? Well, yeah, I think she's she has a job to do as a director, and she's gonna be like that uh, DCU character that sets up the Suicide Squad. She's gonna set up the oh, Thunderbolt. Oh, Waller, Amanda yeah. Waller. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I just feel like she's gonna have a turn. I mean, she is called. Uh, madam hydra in the comics i'm like i'm waiting for it yeah exactly like she's gonna be a villain but to what point like yeah i want to see if she's an actual villain or just an antagonist yeah like a villain like uh namor or killmonger where you like you kind of see why they're doing what they're doing yeah and last for me so the mid-credits scene jason did you uh did you tear up on this one oh bro that's where i like started crying bro (laughs) <laughs> I, I looked at uh, I looked at Jamie and she looked at me and she's like I'm not she's like I'm not I'm not tearing up right now I was like I'm not either I'm not either I'm not crying, uh, crying. I was dude and I think the part <laughs> that got me was spoiler alert, guys so the mid credits Nakia introduces Shuri to a little boy and she's like hey this is my son and it turns out that Nakia and T'Challa ended up having a baby together and T'Challa wanted to didn't want the pressure for his son to be in the next heir and stuff like that. So they thought it was best for him to live in secret so he can grow up to have a childhood of his own. And he had a name. It was what? Sayun? I was like, my name's Sayun. Tucson. And, uh, Tucson? Yeah. Oh, Tucson? Like the, the city? No, Tucson. Like, oh, Tucson. Uh, yeah, 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 Tucson. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry. It was, it was, it was, it was Saturday. It was a while. It was a couple of days ago. <laughs> and so Shuri's like, you know, the, like this is Toussaint. And then so Shuri's like, I was like, well, no, it's, it's, fi- it's finally great to meet you, Toussaint. He's like, oh, by the way, my um, that's my my Haitian name, uh, Toussaint. Uh, my Wakandan name is T'Challa, son of King of T'Challa. 
Oh, dude, that part fucking got me so hard, dude. Oh, I. And he looks just like him, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. he does, right? That's what I was thinking. Oh, like, dude, man, he, he looks, looks like, like Chadwick Boseman. Oh, dude, it made me. Uh, it, it hit me. Hit me right there, dude. I got all the feels on that. Dude, that one, it got me close to crying. I was just like, huh? <laughs> oh, oh. oh man that it was a beautiful send-off for chadwick boseman dude when chadwick boseman passed i was genuinely sad i was like i cannot believe it cannot believe it he was so young just all the iconic roles he played too man you know yeah rest in peace chadwick they gave you an amazing send-off in black panther uh long live the king I know we have recency bias, man, but what do you rate it? I know my recency bias always gets me in trouble. Um, I'm gonna go eight point eight point uh, five, eight point five. Nice. Okay, I'm uh eight point three, eight point one. See, that's where I was thinking. I was like, eight. Uh, I'm either eight point three, eight point five. I'm gonna go eight point five right now. Just, you know, recency bias. I would really love yes, that movie. That, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I would probably give it like an 8.5, 8.7. But I was like, no, I think that's just recency bias. So I'm, I'm going to drop it down a few decimals for me. Yeah, to me, I was, I was settling close. But I'm like, no, man, I would. You know, there are very few movies that I'm like, I want to go back to the theater and watch it. I want to go back to the theater and watch this movie again. Like uh, that, I... I'm going to consider buying it even though I can access it on Disney plus. I'm like, Oh, I really liked this movie. Yeah. I I feel that two hours and 41 minutes did not feel like it. Didn't it was, I mean, it had moments where you could breathe and it did a lot of uh, character building. In my opinion, the plot all made sense, but there was action everywhere. There was also action. I mean, it was, I feel like it's on a different level of film than a lot of other Marvel films. And I'm not saying that, uh, you know, I'm not saying that just because of recency bias. I think it is better than the first Black Panther movie, personally. I agree. Uh, And don't get me wrong. Obviously, there are a few things there that are hard to beat. Like, for example, Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa was amazing. Like, I loved his character. Yeah, so that, I mean, I don't love Shuri as much, but you're also not meant to, right? She's conflicted. Uh, she, You struggle with her. You're going through a struggle with her, whereas with T'Challa, you just admire his nobility so much. At least I did. I admired his nobility so much uh, in a similar way that you would uh, admire the nobility of Captain America, right? So he was hard to, to top. But all the other characters really lifted up, and I felt like the supporting cast in Black Panther were kind of forever. Oh, amazing. The only other casts that like I feel like make a good comparison are Avengers movies cast, and those are all stars. So that tells you something about how, how this film was done. Oh, dude, I agree. And the fight scenes, too. Can't get enough of those fight scenes. Shang-Chi still has better fight scenes, but yes, absolutely. Especially... That, that. A Koye fight in the on on the bridge with the that one um that one, that one blue guy. Yeah, I don't know their name. Yeah, I don't know his name either. But dude, that yeah, when they're fighting with their spears. Whew. Yeah, no, that was a great fight. And at that, he was powered and she wasn't. So that says something too. Yeah, it says how how good of a fighter she is. So, I mean, 
Namor taken out all of those people in the attack on the city, including Queen Ramonda, when she passes. My God, mm-hmm. that was another emotional scene. Sure, he just loses everything. Yeah, and rightfully so. Like for her, the way she acted, and she's not wrong, and like that. You know, we all mourn. Right there's there's what seven five different stages of mourning, and she was just anger and revenge, and she's going through it, dude. God, hey, rightfully so, dude. Hey, listen, Jason. She grieves different. I grieve different. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been nice I, to have some more Kendrick in there. Yeah, I was about to say I'm a little disappointed they didn't do a Black Panther Black Panther Wakanda Forever uh, soundtrack with Kendrick as well. I don't care what anybody says. That first soundtrack that he did. Amazing. It was fantastic. It felt like an extension of Damn It, except with a theme. With the theme of, of, I'm sorry, with Damn (laughs) 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 It. Yeah, yeah. Oh, except with the theme of Black Panther, and I thought that was really dope. Uh, Obviously, he played into themes of, like, you know, the systems that black panther addresses in that film too but anyway so yeah right now i'm gonna sit at an 8.5 i feel like i want to say 8.4 but i'm gonna i'm gonna stick to 8.5 uh and you're at an 8.3 right yes sir so we're around we're around the same place we're around the same place uh that's it for us on black panther wakanda forever let us know what you guys think and hopefully we'll see you next week for another episode of Revenge of the Pod.